Hello, I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van. With The Real Property St. Pete and Remax Metro. Welcome to the show. We're glad to have you today. We're going to do what David calls freestyling. Yes, I like that. That's fun. And freestyling is really just a conglomerate of topics that we think would be interesting to our listeners. So, And you've been doing some research, Julie. I have, yes. I think we have a few things of interest to talk about today. So a couple of the things that we're working on are things that you found that are changes in laws brought down by our governor, So the changes that Governor DeSantis has signed into place are actually going to affect our real estate purchase contract. So a new version of the Florida bar contract is going to be out at the end of the month. Wow. So new contract. New contract. And Florida Governor Ron DeSantis signed Senate Bill number 264, which the topic of note is interests of foreign countries. And that goes into effect July 1st, 2023. The law in part limits and regulates the sale, purchase, and ownership of certain types of properties in Florida by foreign principles, persons, and entities. And that's important to us because it changes a buyer's ability ability to sign documents electronically when they close, and it will require some additional due diligence up front. Right. Now, you explore that up front if you are the agent for the buyer? Yes, exactly. So I think it's a conversation that should start when you meet someone and just explain there's a new disclosure requirement, Senate Bill 264, that requires a buyer sign an affidavit that they are not one of these particular foreign principles. So we're going to go into which types of properties it affects and which foreign countries it affects. Interesting. So That sounds good. We're not going to go too deep because it is a very new and very technical law. And we need to, as real estate professionals, be directing our clients to an attorney should they need legal advice. So So this is probably not related to the foreign investment real estate property, the FERPTA program. That's a different thing based on taxes. Correct. This is an ownership right, and it only applies to the state of Florida as far as I'm aware. Interesting. Yes. Okay. Well, let's hear about it. Okay. So the sections that I feel like are most relevant to us real estate wise are section five, which is a purchase of agricultural land by foreign principles. Section six, which is a purchase of real property in or around military installations or critical infrastructures. And we'll go into each of these in a little more detail, not too deep, but just a high level overview. And the purchase section seven, the purchase of and acquisition of real property by anyone who is from the People's Republic of China. It will limit those individuals or entities, buyers of real property from purchasing property in Florida. So any real property purchased by a person or an entity from the People's Republic of China is now restricted. It is restricted. That's a good description. That's pretty much a blanket statement about any buyer from the People's Republic of China. Yes. Okay. But now you're going to dig into some more specific types of properties and some additional Additional countries that have restrictions that have been put down by this law. Yes. So as part of Chapter 692 and some very specific Florida statutes, it in part limits and regulates the sale, purchase, and ownership of certain Florida properties by certain buyers who are associated with a foreign country of concern. That's like in italics, 
foreign right. country of concern. Okay. So namely, those countries are the People's Republic of China, the Russian Federation, the Islamic Republic of Iran, the Democratic People's Republic of Korea, the Republic of Cuba, the Venezuelan regime of Nicolas Maduro, or the Syrian Arab Republic. And it is a crime to buy or knowingly sell property in violation of the act if you are a foreign buyer from one of those places. Okay. So that's interesting. Creates a little bit of a conundrum for a realtor. It does. Now, that's a part of the puzzle. The other piece is those are not restricting every single single family home in the state of Florida. It's some specific types of property where those countries are restricted from purchasing. Correct. So, as I mentioned, Section 5 talks about agricultural land. And at the time of purchase, the buyers who are interested in agricultural land have to provide a signed affidavit attesting that they are not a foreign principal. And it also also affects the purchase of real property in or around military installations and critical infrastructure. And I don't know that we're going to go dive deep into that. I think it's just a comment because the 10 mile thing is important. And I think if you need more information, you should consult with an attorney or review the details of those bills. But at the time of purchase, any buyer that is purchasing property within 10 miles of a military installation or critical infrastructure must also provide a signed affidavit attesting they are not a foreign principal. From those specific countries, not just a foreign principal, but from those countries that you've already stated. Well, they're saying you have to sign an affidavit. Saying David. you're not from... <laughs> I did that on purpose. I needed to laugh. (laughs) I think it's important to be aware of this as a a new bill that's been put into place and something to just be aware of. I think it's a proceed with caution because this is a legal matter. It's fairly complicated, but it is something that if you are from one of these territories that you should be aware of and get some, seek some advice. That sounds good. I'm not sure there's an impact to the seller per se, because the seller's not obligated to provide the disclosure. It's the buyer that is. And that affidavit has to be signed in ink at the time of closing. So I think it's a good thing to bring up up front, but it's certainly for reasons of discrimination, you'd want to be cautious and maybe just present the idea to clients before you get started looking. Did you say that this is going to be a regulation that is required of all buyers? All buyers have to sign an affidavit because the title companies, in order to be sure they're providing correct title insurance against the property are going to want to know. Right. So you're saying this affects every single buyer that buys a property in Florida. They're going to have to show up at closing and sign with wet ink. If the title company is doing their due diligence, yes. Okay. So something to be aware of for sure, where in the past, you know, a cash buyer can just sign electronically. They don't have to show up to closing. Yes. And now they are going to have to sign that affidavit in front of a notary. So maybe that they don't have to show up for closing, but at some point during the purchase process, they are going to have to provide a signed notary affidavit that they are not a foreign entity. That's a part of the closing documents. It should be a part of the closing documents that the title agent requires. Okay. So this is new and, and, you know, we were entering today's discussion, hot topics, you know, things that people should know about and be aware of. Mm-hmm. It's better to not be surprised by yeah. this. And so, you know, just wanted to bring it up. And then you're not surprised when you find out that you have to show. And, you know, not unusual for a buyer to be able to go in earlier, especially if it's cash and sign that document. Correct. 
Yes. In good news, I would say one thing that's exciting is there's actually a sales tax holiday on Energy Star appliances. So if you're thinking of replacing some of your appliances, there's a tax break for those. Mm, like for my wine fridge? <laughs> not your wine fridge, <laughs> My wine fridge is not, doesn't, isn't included in the Energy Star? <laughs> it's not. <sighs> I need a new wine fridge. I know. So the eligible items are limited to clothes, washers, and dryers up to $1,500 or less. A refrigerator or a refrige freezer up to $4,500 or less. And a water heater, which replacement of water heaters are often involved in the sale process. Yes, because they're starting to give dates of like 15 years on water heaters. Yes. So you need to make sure you shop around because the limit's $1,500 or less on a water heater replacement. During the tax exemption period, which is July 1st until June 30th 30th of 2024. Right. During that time frame, tax is not due on the retail sale of any eligible Energy Star appliances that we mentioned. Nice. That's a nice discount. Now the hot topic of the day is interest rates. We're having a good time with those things lately. Yes. I feel like that's a common question that is asked of me. I think people are interested in the rates and it is affecting our real estate business in so many different ways. One thing of note is that mortgage interest rates are the highest they've been since November 2022. Most recently, they've hit 6.81%. Well, November in our market podcast, we have talked about how, you know, beginning in June of 22 through December or November, whatever, that that was the period where things really slowed down in the market and the inventory built up. And so now it is seven months after that, and it's hitting the high number again. We're all the way to seven again. I think it's important for people to understand that while mortgage rates will fluctuate over the next few months and they are anticipated to go down towards the end of the year, there's not going to be the significant reduction in rate that we saw in the last several years. So I think you can't even expect that they would go down to 5% again anytime soon. Right. I mean, I've heard that maybe they would go down a point or two. I mean, maybe they would get to six or, you know, five and a half to six, but not to five, not to four and not to three. And I mean, I think that's a big deal because there's so many people out there who have a ton of equity in their homes and they're sitting on 3% mortgage rates. I mean, it's hard for them to think, wow, let's go buy another house and uh, pay 7% for the money. That's not very appealing to a seller. It does make for a difficult transition. Yes. And they're paying a lot more money for you know a similar type house or it's just very expensive. And it's what's keeping sellers in their home right now. And it's what's hurting our inventory. Well, you're right. That is one of the reasons our inventory is low. But I think if you're a buyer considering making a purchase and you're just waiting for the interest rates to go back down to 5%, I think that that is a mistake to wait. I think they shouldn't view today's rates as a reason to postpone homeownership. Right. Because again, it's not going to change a lot in the near future. And if you're renting, rent is high and it makes a lot more sense to be buying. Right. I feel like one of the words on the street with realtors or kind of like a little buzzword is date the rate, marry the property. (laughs) Right. That's right. That's right. You know, and and, you know, I feel like the competition, although I've recently been in a bidding contest, but I don't think that the demand for the properties is as high as it has been in the past couple of years. Right. And we've talked about which type of properties do have the high demand, but it's not everything like it was. No, no. So you can still go out and find a home, a good one, 
the time on market is significantly longer. I'm looking at a house right now, started at about 470000 It's down to under four hundred, so it's down over seventy thousand dollars in list price. Still not sold, but a lot of people have looked at it. It's in a great location, but the point is, people are still really sensitive to some of the pricing. And if it seems too expensive and you're not getting what you want and it needs a lot of work, property might not sell. Well, and we talked about this in a prior podcast, but I'll touch on it again because I think it's important for sellers to understand when pricing your home, you have to take into consideration a large number of subjects, not just the actual price. What is the current interest rate and what is the payment amount going to look like for the buyer? What are the taxes going to look like? What's the insurance going to look like? So that's a perfect transition. Right. To our new series about how to buy a home in 2023. We're really looking forward to getting into this. I'm working with another first-time home buyer, and he really enjoyed our podcast on buying a home when you're 24. He liked that episode, and then he said, you know, it would be great if you could walk through the process of buying a home for some of the new first-time home buyers. So that's something that we are going to put together, and thanks to him for giving us that idea, because we did how to sell in 2023, right? Mm-hmm. And There's now- a great three-part series on how to prepare your home and what to expect, and and how to sell. Yeah, there's been a lot of activity, a lot of downloads on those particular ones. And you had a client who kind of followed those steps and then you sold their home. I did. A great client who listened along as they prepped their property for sale. They did end up with multiple offers and sale price that ended $20,000 over their asking price. Yes, that's great. Hopefully she's listening because she is an avid listener. Right. I helped out with that too. I got to be a part of that transaction. So that was fun because we back each other up. You were very helpful, David. And I think that's one thing to our listeners to hear about our relationship is there are some advantages for working with each of us because we're constantly providing valuable feedback and knowledge and experience as well as help to each other when you consider working with us. That's a fact. And you talked about problem solving. You know, we often work with other agents who have not been in the business as long and you know we kind of coach them along but you know their ability to problem solve when you run into situations in a transaction is something that you you have to have that skill if you're going to be successful I agree and some of that problem solving is resources because definitely when you stepped in to help me with a plumbing issue on that sale it was your connections with a particular plumber that got them out there quickly and immediately and identified what the plumbing problem was so that we could get it addressed, keep the buyer engaged and get the repairs done in a timely fashion so that they could be completed before closing. It turns out that with the plumbing problem, which appeared minor, turned into be something pretty major. And without the quick action on you and your connections with the plumber, we probably would have been in a different situation. So yes, yeah, that's that. right. And I mean, you, you just don't know what you're going to run into. I mean, that was a great house, very nicely done. Never would have expected there to be a significant problem with a plumbing leak inside the house behind the walls. I mean, you would have never known that. And, right. Because uh, the home was so well maintained right, and renovated. Great condition. Mm-hmm. But, you know, that conditioning kept the buyer interested in the house as well. And the quick action. So, you know, having those resources available and responsive makes a big difference towards success. And having a seller who's willing to do the work, have it done quickly, and satisfying the buyer. I mean, that's something that the seller did. They stepped up, they took care of it, they paid for it, and they went to closing. That's such a great result. 
Absolutely. Very appreciative of you. Well, that was some great research, Julie, and it's great to find out about these new changes to the Florida contract and the surprising changes for the buyers in our state who are now going to have to come to closing and sign and what those restrictions are for some of these foreign buyers in specific properties. Right. We've always had a restriction for foreign sellers to disclose, and there were two options for solution when they sold, either money be held back or the buyer signing an affidavit agreeing to not sell the property. That's a little complicated, but the buyer restrictions are definitely new. They're in the state of Florida and they are going to require an affidavit be signed at the time of closing or before. It was great to talk about current interest rates, what to expect in the coming year. It is affecting so many different things for us, the interest rates. I mean, I've got some multifamily investors who are looking to buy something when your cap rate is 5 to 6% and the money that you're borrowing is 8%. It really makes it difficult to make sense out of an investment. If you need a loan. Yes. And I mean, what it's doing to the sellers. I mean, they're just not willing to sell and go take on a rate that's five points higher than where they're at. That's pretty significant. And look, that's actually a really good example of date the rate, marry the house. You think about the number of people who refinance their homes when interest rates dipped so low down into the 2%. If you're in the market for a home and want to buy and you're waiting for those interest rates to go back down below 5%, it's not likely to happen. That's the message from today. And so remember that you have the ability to refinance and get a lower interest rate when they do dip down again. I agree. I mean, you, you got to go ahead and get a house if you want to experience home ownership. Right. We appreciate you listening today. We just wanted to hit some hot topics, things that people ask us about, touch on some new information. Hope you've enjoyed listening. I'm Julie Jones. And I'm David Van with the Real Property St. Pete podcast. Thanks for listening. 